Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I am your host, Natalie Bittinger, and today's episode is titled and circles around praise. I would like to start us off by reading some scripture, and the passage I have for you today is Psalm chapter 9, verse 11. which says sing praises to the lord who reigns in jerusalem tell the world about his unforgettable deeds so i'm gonna ask kind of an open-ended question here and you feel free to answer out loud or in your head it's whatever is comfortable for you what comes to your mind when you think of the word praise or I guess the term praise for most people I think what comes to mind is you know singing in church or just singing worship songs in general it can be in your car uh, it can be on your own or with friends a little group singing is typically what comes to people's mind And that's not far off. Um, Singing songs that glorify and thank God would fall under the category of the term praise. But according to the dictionary, praise is defined as, it's a verb, and it's defined as an action where one, quote, expresses warm approval or admiration of someone or something, unquote. So, our praise towards God is not limited to singing songs, um, but it most definitely incorporates and uses that. That's a very common and special way, I guess. You could use the term special. It, it's something that we as humans do quite often. You know, singing songs and music in general is something that has been around for forever. And I think that's just something that's kind of ingrained into us because it's an easy and uh, memorable way to convey feeling and thought. So singing is definitely part of praise, but we can praise God through multiple different avenues, through our work, through our hobbies, you know, the things that we do for fun and the way we treat others. In our quiet time, our devotional time with him. that All of those things give praise to God. For example, I, I've probably told you guys this before, but I, I'm really into art. I have been for a large portion of my life, and I really like trying to get as realistic as possible with like say I say if I did like a portrait you know drew a portrait of somebody I really like trying to do realism like hyper realism I'm working on that and I the way I glorify God through that is by replicating the details that he 
gave this person their physical details and it that, <laughs> that's part of how or one of the ways that I glorify God is through that but I also give him praise through this podcast and again there's so many different ways that we can praise God back in the times of King David there were actually appointed leaders uh, that would be in charge of singing and giving praise during certain times of the day and during certain like Jewish holidays and events that were going on and we can find evidence of this in 2nd Chronicles alright I told you wrong it's 1st Chronicles chapter 6 verses 31 through 32 David assigned the following men to lead the music at the house of the Lord after the ark was placed there. They ministered with music at the tabernacle until Solomon built the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. They carried out their work, following all the regulations handed down to them. So bringing our praise to God is important and that's seen in the Old Testament when you had specific leaders that were charged with the duty of leading the congregation and the, the, the peoples in worship it was very sacred very you had to do it the correctly otherwise it was considered blasphemy and not a true form of honorable worship today obviously it's a bit different yes we have worship leaders you know specific people that lead in worship but we can partake in that worship as well you know it's not just the one worship leader on stage at church it's the whole congregation as well but that's kind of the gist of what worship and praise is and i'll i'm probably going to use those terms interchangeably because they're, they're basically the same thing Praise and worship are a very large portion of the Christian existence. You know, God created us for his pleasure, for his, so that he could be praised. There are quite a few scripture references that talk about praise. Um, and I, I kind of found these throughout the week while I was researching for this episode and if it's cool with you not that I can hear your opinion on the other side of this but <laughs> I would like to go through those and just kind of dissect them and let you know what God revealed to me with these scriptures so get your Bibles ready the first is in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verses 21 through 22 which says after consulting the people the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor this is what they sang 
Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. It goes on in the following verses to describe how those armies defeated each other, leaving King Jehoshaphat and his men to end victory and collecting all of the bounty from that battle. But kind of what I gained from that and how it applies to our life is that your praise is heard by God and it pleases him. Our praise is very similar to prayer in that it's a message to God and it has the power to change the circumstance that we are in. And this kind of led me to think of Revelation. We're going to kind of be skipping, not skipping, but jumping around a bit in the Bible. But over in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12, we see that John writes, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshipped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. And with this, I kind of started to ask myself, do you look forward to praising God in heaven for eternity? Yes. Do you look forward to praising God in heaven for eternity with other believers? Absolutely. You know, there's that there's that song that's kind of out and popular now from Phil Wickham where he did he sang the hymn of heaven that the song itself is pretty old but he did his own rendition of it. And I <laughs> you guys, I get chills anytime I hear that song cuz the idea of Praising God with all believers from all of time for the rest of eternity. I, as as someone who was raised in the home of a worship leader, I music has always been a part of my life, and so getting getting to praise God with all of the believers over the span of time just I get goosebumps and I don't know how else to <laughs> describe it but that then presented me with a challenge 
to praise God today as if I'm already in heaven. And I challenge you with that as well. All right, we're going to jump back to the Old Testament. And a large portion of these scriptures are actually in the book of Psalm, which doesn't necessarily surprise me. Because the book of Psalm is literally songs written to praise God. So we're going to go to Psalm chapter 50. verse 23 last verse in the chapter but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me if you keep to my path I will reveal to you the salvation of God so your praise your worship reveals to God your honor towards him and that allows him to stir your heart God isn't going to force himself upon you. It takes our obedience and our permission for him to stir our hearts towards his will and towards him in general and his ways. So by praising God, that then opens us our spirits, our hearts, and our our whole being towards what he has to say to us. Over to Psalm chapter 92. Verses 1 through 3. We see that it says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanying, accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. Obviously, praise doesn't strictly require those instruments. But what I got from this was that our praise, our worship of God, is a daily 24-7 activity we partake in. It doesn't start and stop on Sundays. It is, for our entire life, an activity we partake in. And then, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that literally looks at word for word what is said, and I... I dissect it like that. That's just how my mind works. That's the literacy nerd inside me coming out. But the question I found myself asking myself after reading this was, why is it good to praise and thank God? You know, why is that term in there? Why does the psalmist specifically say it is good to praise God it is good to give him thanksgiving and the answer I came up with 
was that praise not only pleases and honors God, but as I said before, it prepares me, my heart, my spirit, and my attitude to be receptive to the Holy Spirit and his proddings. You know, praise doesn't just affect God, it affects me as well. All right, five chapters over in Psalm chapter 97. Verses, sorry, just one verse, the last verse, 12. You see that it says, May all who are godly rejoice in the Lord and praise his holy name. As mentioned and kind of alluded to in the first chronicles bit that we read earlier praise is strictly for those who love god if the praise that is coming out of your mouth that is coming from your heart is not sincere It is considered blasphemous and offensive. That's like taking the Lord's name in vain. So be careful when you praise that it be of true and, and honest intentions. That you're genuinely praising God and you're not just saying words to say words. Because God knows the intentions of your heart. Alright, moving on to Psalm chapter 100. Verses 1 through 2. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Praise brings about joy and gladness within the the person who is doing the praising. I find myself receiving joy and gladness whenever I am praising God. You know, it brings me joy to bring him praise. Alright, the next chapter over, chapter 101, Just the first verse, verse 1, says, I will sing of your love and justice, Lord. I will praise you with songs. I think praising God for specific characteristics of him. I worded that weird. I think that praising God for specific characteristics that he has such as what is mentioned here, love and justice, allows us to get to know who he is on a more personal level. You know, we can, we can put to words the characteristics that we see in him. He is just, he is loving, he is kind, and all of those that he, he possesses. I think this is how Natalie works, so maybe it doesn't quite apply to you, but I think 
picking out specific characteristics of God and praising him for them allows me, at least, to get to know him better. In Psalm chapter 105, verse 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know that he, what he has done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Praise is something that you and I, Christians, share with other believers, as well as non-believers. I know I said earlier that praise is restricted for those who are Christians, as in we are the givers of that praise. But we share praise with non-believers and that they are witnessing it. Our praise is contagious. And it is also proof to those who don't believe in God. It's proof of who God really is. At the church I'm going to right now, almost every Sunday, the pastor will have a section in the morning service where the congregation members can come up and give God praise and give a little testimony about something that happened that week or a week or two ago, something recent. And it encourages me, and that that's what your testimony does. That's what praising God does. It it lets others know, hey, God did X in my life. He can do the same in yours. And so that's what our praise does, not just for believers, but for people who do not know who God is. It gives them proof. Just like in any court case, you'll have a witness to the crime or whatever happened. Except in, in obviously, in our case, there's no crime committed. It's the work of God. But we are witnesses to God's work and our praise is our testimony. Psalm chapter 149, going down quite a ways, or I guess not down, flipping a couple pages, 149 verses 1 through 5. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. O Israel, rejoice in your maker. O people of Jerusalem, exult in your king. Praise his name with dancing, accompanied by tambourine and harp. The Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. So our praise points to God's power and might. 
like I said, is our testimony. It is the proof of his power. And that, that blesses others. But God also blesses those who bless and honor his name. With our lives, our actions, our hearts, our words. It's reciprocal. In Acts chapter 16, we're in the New Testament now. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. This is actually the story of Paul and Silas in the prison. And it says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Similar to that battle that happened in Second Chronicles, Paul and Silas's praise changed A, their perspectives, and B, it did change their circumstances. But the first thing it changed was their perspective of their circumstance. And I think that's the most important part of what praise can change is our perspective, because sometimes our circumstance has to remain the same. And this isn't because God wants you to go through a terrible time, you know, he, or a horrible circumstance. He doesn't want that. But sometimes that's what needs to happen in order for us to grow closer to him and to grow in our faith. And so I think that's why the first thing that changes when we praise is our perspective. And then if it's within God's will, our circumstance will then change. Alright, last little bit of scripture is in Hebrews, one of my personal favorite books of the Bible. Chapter 13, last chapter, and then verses 10 through 16. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of the animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also, Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So, 
so what I gathered from that is my brain kind of focused on the term sacrifice. And typically we might not think of praise as a sacrificial thing because I think it 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 comes naturally once we've truly experienced our, a true form of praise and worship to God. You know, it's not just us going through the motions. And so I think it might be weird to think of praise as a sacrifice. But when I started thinking about it, when we praise God, it shows him that we have sacrificed our worldly possessions and desires in exchange for his. If you listen to the lyrics of the songs that are typically sung in church services, a lot of them are about surrender or sacrificing and switching our desires for his. And that's what it is. You know, we're, we're singing about, hey, God, I have surrendered my life for a life that is fully surrendered to you. Come in and change my heart. And this is similar to the sacrifice Jesus made when he gave himself over to death for us. The truest form of worship, in my personal opinion, is dying to myself in order that I can live in Christ. I think that praising God is something we tend to take for granted and neglect. And I can understand that it, it, it can and is sometimes very hard to do so, especially in situations that don't seem to be favorable, favorable for us. But like Paul and Silas, they changed, well, God changed their perspective as they started to pray and praise. And so I encourage you to, when you find yourself in a difficult situation and you're not certain how to praise God for it, I encourage you to hit pause and take stock of your situation and what's going on in your life at that moment and intently search for things to praise God for. I promise you that there are some in every situation that you face. And I encourage you to continue to pray that either God would change you or your situation. I want to thank you for listening and remind you that Wake Up and Grow releases episodes bi-weekly, that is every other Monday. And I encourage you to go give Wake Up and Grow on a follow on Instagram at WUG Podcast. 
That's spelled W-U-G and then the word podcast. And go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger and this has been Wake Up and Grow.